17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is off for a touchdown by Holmes! A minute remaining and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Tap Room Sports Podcast, I am your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats, joined with my main Swerving Irving Washington and the Nirvana hoodie, it is hoodie season baby, it's hoodie season out here in Vegas too man. Yeah, it's a definitely hoodie season in uh, California now. Love you, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Just watched a pretty entertaining game. Which one? The Monday Night Football game. It was way better than I expected. Oh, we're gonna get into that shortly. Uh, definitely a lot to talk about in this in this Monday Night Football game. Um, we didn't have a show last night, so I did have to did want to bring up a couple other things with you too. But before we get to that, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. As craft beer delivers straight to your front door, you don't even have to leave your seat. With that being said, let's hop right into the show because uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, damn, dude, I didn't even get to talk about the World Series last night. I had so much on my mind. I had so many notes written down and all everything. My whole life is just snafu right now, dude. I mean, as you can see, I'm not in my office. Uh, so for the week, uh, I'm going to be in broadcasting from my room, which is very unusual. I uh, usually only sleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, everybody can't see everything that's behind me because I got like a lot of shit. But uh, anyways, that's here nor there. Excited to be here. A lot to talk about, obviously. So let's just hop right into this Monday night football game. So this this game, uh, it opened about seven and a half, eight at most shops. Got bet all the way up to nine and a half at some at some shops. Um, with New England obviously laying the nine and a half, the Bears cover the nine and a half. They cover the eight and a half. They cover the eight. They cover the seven and a half. They win outright, thirty three to fourteen. They haven't scored more than 20 points all fucking season. Irving, they scored 23 tonight. Or 33, I'm sorry. Uh, they had 20 at halftime. What's, what was your outtake? What's your immediate reaction from this game here? That the Bears, if they keep playing like they did today, they could be they could have an outside shot at a wild card spot because I looked up today, and I didn't even notice there's only five teams in the NFC with a winning record. It's nasty stuff in the NFC right now. And you got to have, what, seven playoff spots now? Uh, Yeah, seven playoff spots. So that means, that pretty much guarantees maybe one or two of those spots go to a team that's under 500. If things stay the way they are now. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucking crazy, dude, because... Looking like the whole NFC East, well, except for Washington, it looked like the they keep winning, it looked like the whole NFC East is going to make the playoffs. Well, three teams. Yeah, I mean, right as of right now, there's yeah. those three teams. But, I mean, 
dude, this this season is just like it's just a weird year. I mean, every year in the NFL is like is pretty crazy to be honest, but this year especially is fucking outrageous. I mean, like, dude, the Giants are like the luckiest team in the NFL. Like, there's no if you watch their games, like, there's zero way they should be five and one right now or six and one. Like, that's a three and four team, dude. Four and three at best. You know, hell of a job Brian Dable's doing, but I mean, they're just getting these like crazy turn. Like, I, I mean, dude, uh, Travis Etienne is driving down the field, or he's fucking like three yards from the end zone, and the dude fucking kicks the ball out of his own fucking. The, his knee knocks the ball out. The Giants' defense doesn't even cause it, and it's a fucking fumble when he was going to go in the end zone. I mean, it's just you know that old saying. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So hey, that's probably. Well, I don't know how long the Giants can ride this luck, but if they can ride that into a playoff. Hey, they, always, they always say the luck always favors the the most prepared. Um, and then you like you go into tonight, and you know, I I thought right away like I just thought eight and a half points was way too much for the Patriots. I mean, let, people forget two weeks ago this was a team that was a, a ten point underdog at Green Bay or three weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I know the then the Bears have been dog shit. I mean, they've been one of the worst teams in in football. And you know, our friend Michael Gibson is going to tell you that they're nice. They're not a good team at all. Like this game was an anomaly. Justin Fields has been the worst quarterback statistically in in, in the NFL. And I mean, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks statistically in the NFL dating back to 1977. We're talking almost 50 years of NFL football to find like data appropriate to him he played really nice tonight like I don't want to take that away from him he looked really good like he put it on the Patriots like he was a huge reason why they they won that game tonight because the the Patriots could not contain him when he got outside of the pocket and it wasn't even really his legs that he was killing him with it was the fact that he was just getting out of the pocket and then making plays I mean he only threw for 147 yards you know but it was timely throws, dude, and he was making the right reads and, and getting the ball out of his hands at the right time. Can he continue to do that? To be determined. You know, it all depends on his offensive line, honestly. Yeah, and I, I thought you know Chicago. I thought they did a lot of nice things offensively. Like they ran the ball for two hundred forty three yards. You run the ball for two hundred forty three yards, you are going to win every game. You know, and they did against New England, which you know Bill Belichick he likes to take away what you do best, but he wasn't able to do that tonight. You know what I mean? Then you factor in all. Then you factor in the turnovers. Yep. And uh, well, I mean, one of Bailey Zappi's interceptions was a fucking tip ball, and yeah, the second INT, he was just forcing it because they were down by nineteen points. He was trying to put points up on the board. Yeah, it was. It was really. I mean, I wouldn't even say the. Well, okay, let's rewind a little bit. Why the fuck did they start Mac Jones in this game? Because he's a first-round pick, and they wanted to see, was he healthy or is it really his team? But honestly, I think um, going forward, Zappi should be the starter. Because you can't have him start for those two weeks. He plays pretty damn good, and then you just don't even give him a shot. Now, if you would have gave him a shot and you went out there and stunk it up, and then you went back to Mac Jones, then that would have been cool with me, but they went up. They went with Mac Jones. He stuck up the joint, and then you want Zappy to come off the bench and continue to do what he's been doing the last two weeks. That's kind of tough, especially when he throws rhythm off like that. So, honestly, I think they should just give him the keys, and it's time for Mac Jones to start looking for a new home because he clearly ain't the same QB that he, even 
even last year he wasn't a great he wasn't great, but he shows you know good enough promise as a rookie. But you don't see none of that anymore. So I agree. Like I definitely agree. I think Bailey Zappi. You know, I've obviously been on the Bailey Zappi train before the season even started, but you could tell like the difference between the two quarterbacks like right away because in the like when Mac Jones was in there, it was like he doesn't make the right reads. Uh, he like kind of uh, he doesn't really he doesn't really push the ball downfield. I mean, Zappi comes in throws two forty yard completions right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Mac Jones is all dink and dunk. It's like that's not gonna get you. You can probably do that for like a quarter, a quarter and a half. But in the NFL, defense is gonna adjust to that super duper fast and just start sitting on everything and wait for you to make a mistake. Yep. <clears throat> but I I agree. I think it, I think the zappy time is now. The way the game did play out, though, I I do wonder if Bill Belichick is going if he'll go back to Mac Jones um, just to kind of see what they have or, or I, I don't know. Cause the way it ended, I mean, they go up 14 to 10 and then their defense couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed the rest they of the game. Up, they gave up 23 unanswered, but I mean, their offense couldn't answer in any mm-hmm. spot either. So, and Matty Rufus, obviously great defensive coach, right? Like the bears have been a good defensive team all year. It's really their offense that has been fucking atrocious. Um, and now their offense is, uh, you know, it's all right. Uh, well, it was tonight. It was tonight. We'll see how it goes going forward. Um, that's really how the NFL's been this year, dude. It's like one week a team looks like fucking world beaters, and then the next week they lose to the Panthers or they lose to the fucking Steelers. You know what I mean? The oh, Dolphins man. in the Dolphins' first three drives. I mean, dude, the Steelers couldn't stop them, and then the Dolphins couldn't move the ball at all for the rest of the game last night. You know what I mean? Like. It's just crazy, and we've we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this multiple times that like the defenses have caught on to the offensive schemes now. Yeah, it was a lot of unders this past week too. A lot of unders, a lot of bad beats on on some uh, yeah. overs, and then and then we had the Niners drive. <laughs> Niners the Chiefs game that went way the fuck over, way over because the Chiefs scored like twenty one points in like the last six minutes. Shit is crazy. Dude, it's it's been the wildest NFL season, man. Like, it, imagine having the Lions plus seven, dude, and you're covering the entire game until, like, the last six minutes of the game. Yep, the whole, they, yeah, because that's what Dallas scored, what, eight, no, yeah, they scored 20, 17 points. 17, like. In the last. One five, of them was a garbage time TD, too. They didn't even need to score a touchdown. It was already over. Yeah, I mean, it was, exactly it's just been play. a. It's been a wild NFL season. This is, last Sunday was absolutely fucking bonkers. But what's next for Mac Jones? So let's we we don't know what Bill Belichick's going to do. He hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't said he's going to go to Bailey Zappi. He hasn't said he's going to go to Mac Jones. Let's assume that he does go to Bailey Zappi. We're going to assume that he's, Bailey Zappi is going to play the rest of the year quarterback. Let's let's just assume for this hypothetical situation that Mac Jones stays on the roster for the remainder of the year. Mm-hmm. Who is Mac Jones wearing? What team is he playing for next year? Uh, they ride with Zappy, and he gets them anywhere near 500 or have him playing competitive football because you got to think the kid threw for 6,000 yards in college. I don't go down if it's FBS, FCS, Division Three, Division Two. That's a lot of damn yards, and he clearly knows how to get the ball out. He has a pretty good arm. 
He can make all the throws. He's accurate. They look like a totally different team the last two weeks when he was the starting QB. Now, does Mac Jones give you any of that? No, because as we always say, he was a product of the talent around him at Alabama. That's the thing with those Alabama quarterbacks. So where so where do you think Mac Jones goes? Well, he's gonna have some options. It depends. It all depends on what the Patriots want from him. Now, if they try to are they gonna try to recoup another first rounder? Or they, they if they sell? bench him, there's no way they get. Yeah, a first I know. Rounder. I'm just saying they that, they gonna hold out for a second, a third. It just depends on what the Patriots want. But is he definitely had to have some landing spots? Washington, they need a QB if they don't draft one. If they they have go, Sam Howell, the, the Colts. Uh, who else is um, might be looking for a QB? The Panthers, because we both know that uh, Darnold and Mayfield are done. Panthers are gonna have like a top three pick. Yeah, so they might they might draft a QB too, but it's probably be, it'll be like five or six teams interested in them. Um, hell, if uh, the Bucks, if, if um, yeah, the Bucks, because this we know this is really looking like Brady's last year. Um. Shit, the Niners could be interested. Well, no, nah, they ain't going to have enough draft picks because they already Well, they, they have a tra- third, though. Oh, yeah, they got two more thirds, but they just traded for CMC. And, and we got to see what compensatory picks they get, too. And that's what, that's what Shanahan, like, that's the guy Shanahan wanted. Yeah, I know. He wanted Mac Jones. So, yeah, he's going to definitely be in the league. It depends on what team he goes to. If he's starting, the Saints could be in the in the, um and they're running for QB. Andy Dalton or uh, what's the name? Ain't, ain't neither one of them they quarterback of the future. So, nope. Andy Dalton can't win a damn dude. You always be yawning, dog. It's only nine thirty. That's just what I do. <laughs> you crazy man? You are crazy. Um, like the first teams that came to my mind was obviously the Colts because I think the Colts have like a, a roster that's ready to win now, and. Obviously, today they announced that Matt Ryan's getting benched. They're bringing in Sam Ellinger. I thought I think it's the right move because at this point in Matt Ryan's career, like he's just a fucking statue back there, dude. Like, yeah, he needs he needs all the time in the world to throw the ball, and, and he's even play. holding on to the ball too long. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not giving guys a chance. So, I thought it was the right move to make. And then at this point, if you're the Colts, it's like okay, you know, you have a a, a good roster. Eh, maybe your wide receiver core is not that great. But, I mean, Pittman and Pierce, like, they're not bad, right? Yeah. Pierce looks good. Yeah, even um, – I don't know why they don't target him more, but Moali Fox got some talent. Yep. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is hurt, right? Or he just – He's not, not even on the team. Okay, so, yeah. They just probably need a couple more receivers. Uh, they I need, like, have... a dynamic fucking a number one. Because I think Pittman's, like, a solid number two. He needs a solid two. They need to add a – they need another tight end, too. So, they got some – They got. I'm pretty sure they got plenty of draft capital. They got the pieces. That could be a good landing spot for Mac Jones. That offensive line, well, it looked like they was playing better the last couple weeks till yesterday, till Sunday. Yeah, no, they – well, I mean, even last week, they, they weren't playing bad. It's just Matt Ryan was so bad. Like, yeah. Yes, that's true. Too. He caught he cost him that game. Like to be yeah, honest, that pick six and all. Yeah, that pick so, six was really the difference of the game. I think Frank Wright could mold him into a you know above average. Uh, but what if Sam Ellinger comes out and he balls out? I doubt it. You never know, dude. 
I'm, I mean, I'm not a big Sam Ellinger guy. I don't think he's the answer, but I mean, at least they're gonna see. Uh, what I'm he just has. well, you can't, yeah, you can't go, you can't be, he gets either boom or bust. You know, you, I didn't really expect him to even be on the NFL roster this long. So hey, he must be doing something right. Yeah, I mean, he looked good in preseason. He definitely he looked all right in preseason. So I mean, we're gonna see what Sam Ellinger has. We're gonna see that play out. Um, and then you know, I I think I think they're the top spots for Mac Jones in my opinion. Is Colts number one because they have a Super Bowl ready roster, and if they do have like a top five pick, they can use that pick on like uh you know somewhere else, right? They can get a a, a boot or a Will Anderson Jr. if he follows them, or uh, what's that kid's name out of Georgia, dude? That's slipping my fucking mind. Nolan, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. Like, there's so many options, so many directions. They can just take the best player available, right? They don't have to take. A, they don't have to reach for a quarterback, and then they could trade like a third round pick for for Mac Jones and then be set up nice for next year or the Bucks and same situation. Like that's a Super Bowl roster and you they know, definitely got to upgrade. They got to upgrade the O line. They do. And outside, a running back outside of Tristan Wirfs. That O line is terrible. Uh-huh. And they can't run the ball for shit. Yeah, <laughs> like at for all. Shit. They, they couldn't gain a yard against the Panthers. That's, that's bad. That's really bad. Um, but at the same time, it's like Brady doesn't even push the ball downfield all that much. I know he threw that one to Mike Evans. He dropped it. But Brady's always looking to dink and dunk, dude. He, he's completed almost 50% of his passes to running backs. Yeah, we noticed that. Yeah, it's starting to look like father time is catching up to Brady. I think it's time for him to just, you know, ride off into the sunset. I think he should have did it last year, honestly. Because that way... Because that way the Bucks could speed up however they're going to move forward with the quarterback position. You can't keep holding on to Tom Brady knowing he's at the end of his rope. It ain't going to do nothing but hurt you in the long run. He should have retired once he won that Super Bowl. Just Yeah, I would have retired after the Super Bowl, too, when out on top like Peyton Manning. Now this dude just lost his whole fucking family for nothing, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't even tell his wife he was retired. She found out by ESPN. That's crazy. But he was unretiring, right? Unretiring, my bad. Yeah. Don't he got that big ass uh, broadcasting deal waiting on him? Yeah, dude, he has that. It's Fox, right? Fox deal, yeah. right? Three hundred and some million. Yeah, man, go get your ass in that booth. All I gotta dude. do is one game a week. That's it. That's, that's crazy. That's easy money, dog. What do you? Man. What is he doing? Like, what I is? Would... What else does he have left to prove? He has nothing to prove. Nothing at all. I would love that opportunity. Unless you're just trying to stretch out your record some more. I get it. But at the end of the day, they're going to get passed up sooner or later because it's a passing league now. And it's more and more and more. Well, is it a passing league? I think it's going to go back to a running league. Uh, you always going to have to run the ball to, you know, keep people honest and have a real shot at winning, especially on the road. But, you know, teams right now, especially the best teams, are living and dying with the pass. Hmm. The Bills and the uh, the Chiefs of the world. Yeah, those are the only two. And then you got the Eagles who fucking, they, they're predicated on the run. Yeah, they predicate on the run for sure. I mean, even the Vikings, and it's crazy to say this, but the Vikings are the second best team in the NFC. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude. Well, we did say they was going to win the division before the offseason, but in the offseason, but yeah, I wasn't expecting them to be 5 and 1 right now. I thought, you know, 4 and 2. Oh my god, dude. This is just it's a, such an ass backward year. <laughs> the yeah, Seahawks are in first place in their division. 
in week seven. Unless you picking a lot of dogs, this is a terrible betting year too. Well, that, well, that's the thing is usually picking dogs is the right way to go, but it's like now it's, it's really the right way to go. It's this, <laughs> I mean, only fifty four percent of dogs are hitting, but it's the square dogs that are hitting. It's it's the dogs that like with the points with the fleas that you don't like the three point dogs on the road. You know what I mean? Those are the dogs that don't usually cover uh, out of division type dogs. So I mean, it's a it's a strange year, dude. It's a it is a exactly. very strange look at the year. Texans. They was covering that whole damn game against the Raiders until that damn pick six, and then the Raiders come down and score again, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was like the last five minutes of the game. The Raiders scored twenty one points, and they made that game look a lot worse than it really was. I mean, the Texans were in that game the entire fucking time, dude. Higher game, but you have to play sixty minutes. You know what yep. I mean. That's the only way you can win. And you know the Texans are an, another interesting team, Irvin, because yeah, because they're not bad. Just they need a they gotta if they get a couple more pieces on defense. They just need to learn how to win, dude. Yeah, that's that too. But if they get a couple more pieces on defense, because the defense isn't bad either. The offense, they probably need another wide receiver. They probably need a true number one for Mills because he's well, imagine legit. if Mechie was playing exactly. So uh. I think if they could have another solid draft, that AFC South is wide open, man. Because Damian Pierce is nice. Yeah, he's real nice. He's nice, and, and you know, Darius uh, Slayton, or not Darius Slayton, uh, Stinger. Mm-hmm. Stingley, sorry, Stingley. He yeah, looks hella Stingley. good. Uh, he looks he looks every bit of a lockdown corner. Yeah, Petrie's nice, too, the safety from Baylor. Like, yeah. They got the pieces. They just got to pull it all together. And then the Jets. <sighs> They're, dude, let's talk about another lucky-ass team, dude. That's a team that is – I mean, they can't even score 17 points, bro. It's crazy, but somehow they managed to win games. Yeah. It's, uh, two missed field goals, an extra point, and dumbass penalties. Man, my this is the most undisciplined I've ever seen my team. It's not even funny no more. When does Nathaniel Can't Hackett get fired? Uh, They probably – he probably – if he loses like three more games in a row – do you think if he loses this game in London this week? Because they go on a bye after, right? Uh-huh. Do you think if he loses to Jacksonville in this game, do you think that he loses his job? If it's bad, say like 24-0 or Or if they're 2-5, and five, dude. Yeah, I know. You can't. Even with all the injuries, we shouldn't be 2-5. and five, So I don't think yeah, he might not make it through the season, honestly. Because, you know – he looks in over his head, bro. That is going to be too many coaches available. I think this team needs a veteran coach. They need a veteran presence. And, yeah, we totally got this hire wrong. We, I, Then I found out that we didn't even fucking interview uh, Brian Dabo. That's crazy. So That's insane, dude. It's a... Uh... I understand we the most injured team in the league, but we still ain't supposed to be playing this bad. I mean, there's a lot of injuries this year, dude. So it's like it's hard to use the injuries as an excuse because there's a lot of teams facing the same. Nah, but exactly. they don't have the. No team has both their starting tackles. Probably I mean, the Chargers team. did. The Chargers were missing both their tackles for three weeks. Not, not out for the season. Both our starting tackles might be is out for the season. We lost our guard. We lost our best all player on offense. We lost our running back. Randy Gregory probably going to be out for They might as well shut him down because I think he's going to be out another month or two. I mean, another month, to four to six weeks. Justin Simmons just came back. 
we yeah we got a bunch we got like seven acl tears like we need to fire our fucking training staff too like what the fuck is going on it's a that's another crazy thing about this season bro there's just so many injuries dude it's like incredible how many injuries are are occurring Brees hall out for the year gc jackson out for the year now i mean it's key injuries too it's not just like random guys like it's just Dudes, you signed a big contract. It's supposed to be contributing to you making a playoff or a Super Bowl run, losing guys like that. Shit, the last two weeks, the Niners was down three starters on a D-line. Yep. I mean, dude, they were down like five starters on defense in total against the Falcons, and then they lost. Yeah, so it's crazy. Got to avoid that injury bug, man. It is crazy, bro. Um, all right, I wanted to ask you about some college football uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you know, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, they lose again on the road to South Carolina. I think that puts them at what? Three and four on the year or yeah, four and five. Let me check and see. I think they're three and four. For some reason, I don't have their record right here, but, um, they were three point favorites against South Carolina, um, and end up losing 30 to 24 in the game. The total was 44 and a half. It went over. But, I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. That we know Jimbo's owed like $90 million. But at some point, does Texas A&M and, and you know, their AD just say, like, fuck the they're, money? They are three and four. Three Honestly, and four. Honestly, I don't think the only reason why they probably won't fire them this year is because of their recruiting class. And they want to probably keep that recruiting class together. But... He's guaranteed ninety million, and you know CJ keep telling us over and over that he has pretty good sources within that program, and they're not. He's nowhere near on a hot seat, so they love Jimbo. But if you want to pay a dude ninety million to have the same ex, the same record as you had when you had Pat, uh, Kevin Sumlin, and you thought that a coach like Jimbo would come in and fix it, and you'll be national championship competitors and year in and year out, so. It's kind of like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't, honestly, because, of course, $90 million ain't nothing to Texas A&M and his boosters shit. They got oil money, so yep. so they got some, some. I'm pretty sure a handful of their boosters are billionaires, so $90 million would be a drop in the bucket to fire Jimbo and get rid of him. You just got to realize that is a, that's what's best for the program, because... Looking at these last couple of firings, especially at big time programs, it didn't work out for them until unless they hired a right person. I was so, gonna say that you have to think about like who you're gonna replace them with, and it's like, is that person available? You know what I mean, or will that person be available? Yeah, because you know college football, they try to make a big deal out of it, but these coaches leave schools all the time. Look at Michigan State coach; he promised Colorado he was there for the long haul. He bounced. He got, he got that offer from Michigan State and he was gone. So, shit, Lane Kiffin left Tennessee high and dry to come back to USC. So it just depends on the situation. Now, it also depends on who's available. Now, if they can go out there and hire, get a home run hire or a good coach that's in, supposed to be in waiting somewhere that don't want to wait no more. Well, what if what if uh, they go out and get Lane Kiffin? Because I guarantee Lane Kiffin will leave Ole Miss for that job. Uh, yeah, it depends. But also you got to think, what if Cliff Kingsbury comes available? I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would hire Cliff Kingsbury, dude. He's he's never I won think, <laughs> anywhere he's gone. Yeah, I think he is he he'll work better in college than what he do in the NFL because it's clearly he can't manage the NFL game. 
Oh, not at all. And he he didn't do it at Texas Tech, so I don't know why anyone thought he was going to be able to do it at in at the NFL level. You know what I mean? Only thing, only thing I said about him at Texas and him, he'd have way better talent than what he had at Texas Tech. Oh, for sure. But I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes couldn't even couldn't even win go five hundred with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but nobody thought nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be what he was going to be. You saw the talent, but you didn't think he was going to be this good, this fast, and continue and probably look like he's getting better because it don't look like he's missing a damn beat without having uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. I think I think what's going to happen with Cl- Cliff Kingsbury is he's going to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere for yeah. a good program or a good NFL team if he wants to stay in the NFL. And he'll learn how to be a head coach. Because I don't think he's ever learned how to be a head coach, dude. You know what I mean? Like, he was, yeah, because he didn't have no expectations at Texas Tech. Yeah, he would just go out there and try to make a bowl game. That was his alma mater, you know what I mean? And they just brought him in because he coached under Mike Leach after he yeah. played under Mike Leach. And I don't think he's ever truly learned how to be a head coach. And, like, it's we've seen it benefit guys like Steve Sarkeesian coaching under Nick Saban. We've seen it work with Lane Kiffin coaching under Nick Saban, right? So maybe all them. So yeah, yeah. So, so maybe he I'm not saying he goes in and is the offensive coordinator of for Nick Saban, but I guarantee if Bill O'Brien gets a job I guarantee if if the well I mean at this point it's hard to say if Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired cuz the NFC is such dog shit. I mean the Cardinals could find a way and sneak into the fucking playoffs, dude. And there's no way they're going to fire him if they make the playoffs. Oh yeah, if they make the playoffs, yeah, he, he might get an extension. No, fuck, dude. They just gave him a two-year uh, extension last year. Yeah, but him and Kyler ain't seeing eye to eye. And, you know, when that stuff start happening, they always going to choose the QB over the coach. They have so. to. It's it's easier to fire the coach than it is the quarterback. Yeah, unless y'all trade him to the Broncos for Russell Wilson. <laughs> the only, only... Shout, out to, shout out to my boy, Colin, I mean, uh, Colin Cowherd. That was the worst take of all time, dude. Only uh, the only guy that the only guy that uh, the only coach that gets to stay over his quarterback is Pete Carroll, and the Seahawks made the right decision. Clearly, if you want to base it off one year right now, yeah, they made the right decision. But people could keep believing in Geno Smith if they want to. Do I don't. It. I mean, Geno Smith isn't a long term answer. I mean, maybe he is, but I don't think so. I highly doubt that. The defense is only getting better, though. Every week they've improved. Yeah, I, I get it. But you also got to realize, too, that, I don't know, man, there's just something about this year that is not, this is not a regular year in football. It's awesome, dude. The unpredictable. I feel it. What you never think is going to happen happens. Let's go, y'all! Especially... The fucking Bucks losing, being a thirteen point favorite and getting we lose it twenty one to three, that was crazy. Well, I played I played two future win total futures this year. One of them was the Bucks under eleven and a half wins, which is looking very good now. And the other one was Falcons over four and a half wins, which is basically I'm only fucking two wins away from hitting that. That's I'm looking pretty good, dude. I'm looking all right. So. I got nothing to be mad about right now, other than you know having the worst, the last two worst Sundays of my fucking betting life, dude. But that's that's gambling, man. You just gotta fucking suck it up, and you gotta realize like these these days are gonna happen, man. Everybody has bad days, everybody has bad weeks, everybody has bad months. You know what I mean? Lows. You just gotta be better. You gotta work harder, grind harder, be better. 
that's my best advice for any new betters out there. Um, let's talk some baseball real quick, Irv, because uh, you know I didn't we didn't have a show last night, so I didn't get to talk about the World Series coming up. Mm-hmm. Phillies, Astros, the fucking Yankees get packed up. That is one big pile of shit. We could finally fucking. They should have never even been in the ALCS, anyways. If the rain doesn't get, if the rain doesn't postpone Game Five of the DS, the fucking Yankees are packed up. They're already on vacation for a week in Cancun already. Uh, so two things. First one, what's your thoughts about this World Series? Second one, where does Aaron Judge play baseball next year? Aaron Judge will be a Los Angeles Dodger next year, and oh, yeah. um, this World Series, I think it go. It's gonna be it could be a good one. It could go six, seven games. Uh, it's definitely going to come down to – I think it's going to come down to the bullpens, actually, because the starting pitching for both teams has been pretty solid. I don't expect, you know, them to just go out there and get shelled. They might give up a run here or there, but I think it's really going to come down to the bullpen and the timely hitting because right now the Phillies, is, they, 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 they smashing shit, bro, and they They're coming breaking. up with timely hits. Even when they get down a couple of runs, they don't panic. They come up to the plate and make it do what it do. And – I just want them to play a little bit more cleaner defense. Segura can't have all them damn um, errors, and you know um, they're, uh, they're the worst. They were the worst defensive team in the fucking entire playoffs, yes. dude. <laughs> yeah, so I just need them to play solid, sound defense, continue to hit, and if that bullpen continues to you know ride that wave of what the starters are giving you. I think they could probably beat the Astros in six or seven. Now, I don't ever want to see them sorry motherfuckers win. I understand people want to see <laughs> Dusty Baker Dusty Baker get a championship, but he could get a championship with somebody else. I don't want the Astros to win shit ever. Um, I, I want Dusty Baker to win. The Astros are, like, by far the better team, dude. Like, yeah, the fact yeah, that this not, is not only – the fact that the Astros are only like minus one seventy, minus one eighty to win the series is like crazy to me. Like that just seems so low because they're just such a better team. Um, but the Phillies are just on this like on a run, bro. Yeah, they're just on this run that you can't explain, dude. And I said it after Game Three. I like tweeted it out. I was like, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Like, I don't. I just don't think a team can stop them right now because the Padres had the better pitching staff. They have the better. Lineup, lineup. I mean, they they're better all the all the way around. But the Phillies just managed to win the game, dude. They managed yeah, to win that series. Bryce, and then Bryce Harper is looking like fucking prime Barry Bonds in the dude, playoffs. He, he can't miss right now, dude. Like you can't pitch to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's to the point now where either you pitch around him and try to hope he swings at some badass pitches, or you just if it's if it ain't no man on base, you might as well just walk him because yep. he in the zone, bro. It don't matter if it's a righty, a lefty. If you give him anything to hit right now, he is not it's missing gone, it. Dude. That shit ain't no double or no gap. That shit is going to the is going in the stands, the bleachers. So it's gonna be a good chess match, man. You know, and then Verlander, he showed that you know he's not his his starts in the postseason. He ain't had his A stuff, and if he's pitching game one, he better have his A stuff because that Philly lineup is on another level right now. Hoskins. Swarber, Harper's playing out his mind. They, they all getting are tiny hits from and Brom and JT Romuto. So it's going to come down to is the, is the Phillies going to stay hot or is the Astros going to put out that flame? Yeah, I don't think there's like any, like there's no numbers I could like put behind this to handicap this to give you any 
like, solid confidence other than the fact that, like, the Phillies are just playing out of their fucking minds, dude. And that's yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Phillies to win this series. I think the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Um, ring the bell, baby. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. Ring that bell. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow night. We're doing our NFL Week 8 preview and picks show. Uh, we'll be joining. Best bet for NBA tomorrow? Uh, dude, I haven't even looked at the slate yet. So <laughs> I don't even want to give out any uh, wrongful information. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. I'll give out a I'll give out a pick or two on on Twitter tomorrow after I look at the lines. Um, NFL slate has been pretty tricky, although I've been I've been pretty good this year, dude. I've been I've been all right. I'm floating above profit, so somehow I don't know how, but I'm doing it. Um, so tomorrow night we'll be joined by Big Ball and Ben Larson. Definitely make sure to tune in with us 9:15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or you can catch the podcast at midnight. Or you can listen to it after all, all, all week until NFL games pop off. Um, so thank you for joining us. Go to devour.com or download the Devour app straight to, straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. For Swerving over in Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats. We'll see y'all later. Have a blessed Tuesday. Let's go.